0: My type four son, he'd stomp off to his room by age nine or 10, and say, I "Hate you all." And he'd leave and go to his room. And so I wasn't in a place to be aware of going, that's that's a message for me. What am I doing that's setting him up to say that as a type 3 mother, as an extrovert parent? <laughs> Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co host, Ann Tuttle Brown.
1: Last week we covered tips for the introvert mom raising the extrovert child, and today we're talking to the extrovert mom who is raising the introvert child. So remember, introvert and extrovert is a little bit different in the world of energy profiling. Introvert. Means you go inward first. That's the type two and type four energy. An extrovert is an outward movement first, type one and type three energy. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm an extrovert parent, and I actually raised three of my four children were what we'd consider the introvert: two type twos and one type four. I did not have a type three child, and only um, in the early days of parenting, because we did adopt a type one son, but the uh, extrovert was but she's a secondary too so she's a modified type one yes. yeah and in, in, within <laughs> each type we should type also one. explain
1: that within each type there are variables based on their secondary yeah. to how pronounced that extrovert or introvert will very be very much but there's always an initial inward movement for two and four and an initial outward movement for type three and type one
0: Yeah. And I'm going to give a little quick pitch for lifestyle. It's real. You would learn so much about yourself and your family with our lifestyle content. And I highly recommend you invest in that because we go into great detail in teaching this introvert extrovert quality in the movements when looking at the dominant and secondary. And it's a fascinating, there's just fascination in it all because you understand kind of the whole movement of your family better. mm -hmm. One video
1: that I believe you're referring to is where we line up every type of dominant and secondary, so there's 12 types represented, from highest movement, most extrovert, to the lowest movement, or most introvert movement, and to be able to look at that lineup and then place your family members in there, it's so interesting to say, oh, that's where I'm at and that one child, and those are the challenges we're having, or to just look at the full dynamic of your yeah. family. We did have someone on the Child whisper group say that video alone was worth the price for lifestyle membership.
0: I agree, because of the insight you get from it. And you might think that all the type, the one, the one two, the one three, the one four would be the top three. It's not the case looking at type one energy singularly that it's, if you're only looking at that movement is the highest movement. When you add the secondaries, it modifies it. So you're not, it's, you know, the type one, two is actually the least of the, you know, they're way Mm -hmm. down the line. And so
1: not the least movement, but it's a, it's the lowest of the type one movement.
0: I invite you to join lifestyle. It's rich in content to continue a deeper dive into the world of energy profiling you know, as an extrovert parent as I looked at this, the it will not be as obvious to you that you're stressing your children and you're not honoring their nature. They're going to take on the stress rather than you. When in the last podcast, the it was very apparent that I can't keep up with my child or they're too much for me where you're dictating as the extrovert the, the the rhythm, the movement, kind of the mechanics of your family. You're kind of that nucleus. So it's
1: definitely more common to hear from like an introvert parent, yes. my children are driving me crazy. They, Would that be the case for an extrovert parent to say that? Like my, kid's they'll say me- what
0: they'll identify with without a reference to their influencing. It is I, my type two child is so whiny; it takes them forever. To mm-hmm. do. So whatever. that
1: could drive them crazy, I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which we don't encourage whining, that language, by the way. They're but.
0: wanting to correct now the whining and why isn't my child, you know, why are they so resistant? So slow. Or you might hear from a type one or a type three parent about their type four child. They're, they're so opinionated. They're, so your child's presenting their nature in an extreme way because they're stressed. They're not balanced. Well, I don't, this is why I come back in those conversations and say, what are you doing? Kind of dial back from that and say, what is the mood of your home? What is the environment that you're influencing that's That's causing stress? That's now causing this disruptive behavior or this ill will from your child? So- that's something you need to look at. Like, I look back at my parenting days, and I never stopped myself. I had to deal with whining and issues with both my type 2 kids. My type 4 son, he'd stomp off to his room by age 9 or 10 say, I hate you all, and he'd leave and go to his room. And so I wasn't in a place to be aware of going, That's that's a message for me. What am I doing that's setting him up to say that as a type 3 mother, as an extrovert parent? How am I not honoring these children that have a more inward process so that they are really cooperative, happy children? And that, because type 1s and type 3 parents stay so busy, we don't stop to look at that. What are we influencing? So that'd be the number one tip. Stop and notice, are you forcing your children to operate on the energy you run so much that your type one influences it's chaotic and it's just kind of flying by the seat of our pants here and you can handle that but your type two and type four children cannot type three go 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 let's do this let's keep it going get these chores done what's the emphasis on what do you talk to are you telling your children to do things more than you're
1: talking not about? Not only household how duties, but you? if you've got an activity planned every day where you're out of the house, which could yeah. be really appealing to a type three mom to get out and go do stuff and the um, higher movement kids, but your twos and your fours could get exhausted by that. For sure. So, that
0: to me, we had a um, recent post on the Facebook group from a type three mom along these lines, and I invited her to look at some podcasts, and we've talked about this in other podcasts to some degree, and she wrote back after she had learned some things and said, wow, yeah, I've got the whole family operating to my agenda, and I can see now that that's not serving these kids, that I need a different envi- an environment that supports them. So how do we create that, Ann?
1: Well, more time. More time for them to process, more time for them to prep and plan and think things through. hmm Don't spring things on so spontaneously. Allow them time. Give them a heads up. And also let them know, I think in the the same conversation, that there may be some times where it's unplanned. But you honor and you know they have a tendency. They like plans. They like structure. And you're going to inform them or you're making Uh some changes. Uh I think having the communication, sitting down Uh and telling them. Okay, I realize I've been running at a fast pace, and how could we make this more comfortable for you? How could you make this better?
0: And sometimes they don't need to go along with the family. I have a good friend who's a type one. Her husband's a type two with a secondary one, which kind of ups his movement level. And then the the daughter's a type four. And I was giving some feedback to my friend, and I said, you know, as she gets more independent into her teen and pre her preteen and teen years she's not going to want to keep up with your level of activity. It's just not that much fun for her. So consider the possibility that you can give her a choice to stay home. Staying home by herself would be like
1: oh, Yeah, we talked huge. about this in the um, the introvert mom, like creating that positive breather, that space away yeah. from each other. So
0: by the time she was 13, they started – giving her that choice mm-hmm. when they knew it was just, we just like to get out there and stay really busy much more than she did. So it mm-hmm. wasn't, because what was happening was the type four daughter was now complaining and, oh, this isn't Bringing any fun. Down, yeah. And oh, why do we have to go hiking again? And it was <laughs> just, she couldn't keep up with that level of movement. She didn't have the awareness as a a 13-year-old to say, it's just too much for me to keep going out so much. I need to stay home by myself for a little bit. Yeah. But the mom knowing that allowed that choice to be made. That's great. Her daughter was thrilled.
1: I'm sure. We've got more Child Whisper coming up right after this brief message. What's your mom uniform? Yoga pants, jeans and a t-shirt? As a mom, you're busy and wardrobe isn't high on the priority list. But do you ever get tired of feeling blah about how you look? Carol Tuttle's Dressing Your Truth program helps you create a personal style that works for you, for your budget, for your family, and for your life. You can look more pulled together in less time. All you need is a little know-how, and Carol can show you. Just sign up for a free account at dressingyourtruth.com. let's go to our next tip. As an extrovert parent, you probably speak your mind readily. You have a big energy, but speaking up may not come so naturally to your more introverted children. So you want to invite them and create a space where you are stopping and listening, as we've um, spoken to, where you can invite them to share their deep feelings and their emotions with you. And they, you know, they may be speaking up and vocal at home, but are they going to their emotions or to their deep Mm -hmm. thoughts? And creating a space, scheduling time with them to sit in their bed or to sit in their room in a private setting and to talk with them, that goes a really long way to create that connection and to create that trust. Good chance that
0: as a type 1 parent, you're embarrassing your type 4 child in scenarios that you don't know that's what it's creating. And as a type 3 parent, you're forcing your type 2 child to make decisions too quickly putting them on the spot to
1: yeah. like yeah and give in those communication conversations give them you know the tools to say i don't know i'll have to answer you later i know how freeing that has been for thousands of type 2 women who've realized like i can yeah. say that that's an option cuz otherwise you'll go into like retreat mode like the turtle where you're pressured where you just yeah. freeze up You'll just
0: start doing what your parent wants and never get in tune with what's right Mm -hmm. for you, though. And that's really what you want to teach your children is how to know what's correct for them, listen to their own sense of awareness, Mm -hmm. and not just be compliant to other people. Because a type 2 would be more apt to be compliant where a type 4 is going to kind of put up a wall and just not want anything to do with you. By your preteen years, you're going to start to see whether or not your type two and your type four child trust you. And if they're opening up to you, because based on how you've managed your relationship with them, they'll feel that they can trust you with their feelings as a type two, and they'll want to open up to you because they're very tender hearted And this is really kind of a, this is sensitive space and it needs to be treated in a sensitive way. Your type four will have the opinion at this point in their life by, you know, age 10, 11, 12, whether they feel respected by you. And they'll cut you out. They'll go through formalities with you, but they're not going to open up to you. They're going to have other people. It's in their small inner circle. And so what your motive, you know, your motive when your child's two, three, four, five with these more introverted children is these, this law, true to their nature, you're looking at the extended life of this and the bigger picture going I do this now because what I want when they're older I want this experience with them and it doesn't change as quickly with them you, you know to take a preteen or teenager that you kind of messed up on the whole thing type twos will put you on emotional probation to <laughs> see if you're really mean and type fours it's sort of like um, respect probation well let me see if you really follow through Type twos would be like, let me see if I can really trust you with how I feel. Type fours are, let's see if you really mean it because your actions are going to tell me. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to be able to shift those dynamics. It will just take longer. So if your type two and type four children are younger, think in terms of this is the return of investment in years to come. It's worth it.
1: No, that's great. It's also important to meet your own needs as an extrovert mom. If your children are more scheduled and routine, you may start to feel stifled. And so make sure that you've created outlets for yourself. As a type 1 mom, are you getting out and have spontaneity? Maybe you don't bring your kids with you. You're going out and having, you're just going to the mall by yourself even, or getting together with friends. Taking
0: out anywhere from 1 to 7 children is weight. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's a right. light
0: about that. So yeah, I highly recommend you get out by yourself and lighten it up.
1: Mm-hmm. And type 3, can you get your hands into a project and get focused and get done? So we've talked about all this is, you know, we've talked about these tips a lot, but to reiterate the importance of taking care of you as a mom and mm-hmm. fulfill your your social outlets, your physical outlets, your me time will fill your tank so you can come back and really give your best yeah, to your tell, children. Tell
0: your spouse, you know, a really amazing, if you're a type three mom, a, a really amazing gift you could give me, it'd be like a gift, is to take the kids for like four or five hours out of the house so I can get a lot of stuff mm-hmm. done here, you know, because... That would be a gift.
1: Yeah, you It'd feel like, like you grew oh. wings and you <laughs> yeah, cruising through the house, getting all sorts of stuff done. And the last one is to assume the best, for both for yourself and your children. Don't feel like you're too much, you're too loud, you're too spontaneous. Don't let that guilt weigh on you too long. If you're feeling little nudges during this podcast of, oh, I've been doing that, then then make a change. Use these tips. And also, your child is not you know, trying to do these things to pull you down. It's just, there's an imbalance in what can be corrected. Yeah.
0: Interesting. It'd be more likely that the type, the extrovert parent would be saying they're too slow. They're too serious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They won't guilt themselves. (laughs) 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 They'll find the fault in the child going, oh, they're so hard, you know, Mm -hmm. I have to deal with this.
1: Yeah, I'd be like, keep up, pick up, keep up with me. Why? So your parenting practice for this week is what has stood out to you in this podcast? What uh, changes can you make to create more balance and harmony in your home with your children? Take those ideas and make it happen and create more harmony so for long term you can have great relationships with your children.
0: Thanks for listening.